Welcome back to the Humdrum Drummer Podcast. I'm your host, Luke, with the other host, Grayson, and uh, this is presented to you by Luke's Drum Loot and Drums for Sale. Both of our pages offer, you know, tons of uh, gear for sale it's at very good prices, so we uh, we definitely recommend that you uh, check out our pages and just see what's up. So, uh, how are we doing, Grayson? How are, you, how are you doing this week? Doing good, man. I'm excited. We've had uh, a lot of sales on the page this last week, which is always a good thing for me. Um, just in a good spot. We've got some cool stuff coming up, planning a vacation with my wife here soon. So, uh, starting to get to be summer, which I love. So all good stuff on my side. Did you have a good Easter? You played drums for your church and stuff? I did. We had a great Easter. We had, um, we did, I think five, five new songs or six new songs on Easter. Um, and it everything went really smoothly, which is which is great. Um, so yeah, I had a great Easter. Had a good time with family. Had a good time at church. It was awesome. That is that is awesome here. Um, for my Easter, I uh, our band had a gig that Saturday, and you know usually we don't try to schedule gigs before holidays that are like you know kind of like we had to get up for church and stuff in the morning. So um, so we were doing that, but I uh, I recently found an insane deal on a Craviato uh, maple snare drum. And it's a, uh, it was from DW, so I think it's like 2003 was when it was made. Um, but it, it sounded fantastic. I took it to that gig. We uh, had a ton of compliments. A lot of my family ended up coming, so it's a, uh, it's a different dynamic whenever you have a lot of family there that are like cheering you on and supporting you. So that was, that was really fun. Um, yeah. So you said you had a lot of sales on the page and stuff coming up. Um, this is a little bit back to what we were talking about last week, but um, have you noticed? Like on my side, at least for gear, it kind of comes in waves. Like on my own personal sales, I'll have a ton of stuff sell and then I'll be kind of dry for like a week or two and then stuff will just pick back up. Have you, have you noticed that trend or is that a thing for you? hundred percent. And I, you know, I've been trying to put my finger on what the trend is for the whole time I've had the page and I can't really put my finger on it. It's not like a certain time of the month does better or a certain season of the year. It's just really weird. Like we'll go a week and have very little, very little progress or very little sales. I'll say, and then like the next week, every single thing I post sells in like an hour or two. So it's kind of uh ebb and flow, I guess. Yeah. I was up at like two in the morning and um, some guy texts me. He's like, Hey, you know, uh, I see you have a Vistalite sale or a Vistalite snare drum for sale. You know, can I buy it? I'm like, all right, sure. He didn't even try to haggle or anything. He just went 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 straight for it. So last week we mentioned shipping, and this is kind of this is kind of tying in a ton of these things here that we've been discussing. Um, shipping. So I have this Vistalite snare drum, 14 by five. I'm wondering what to do. Um, I take it to UPS because I haven't been there in a long time. You know, and um, I've got. You know, I've got the money. I've got that all paid for, whatnot. So I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, how much is it gonna be to ship it? It ends up only being like 300 miles. And she's like, oh, with packing and insurance, like 48.76. And I was like, what? Like 50 bucks to send a 14 by five snare? And I was like, okay, how much is just a 16 by 16 by 16 box? And she was like, oh, that's just 4.99. Like, okay. So I buy that box, and I come back. And I, you know, pack it myself. And in a dorm room, there's not a whole lot of stuff to pack with. And UPS, they kind of, they're not the cheapest in terms of um, bubble wrap and whatnot. So I, <laughs> no offense to the people who make our school newspaper, 
Uh, I kind of grabbed like 50 copies and just, you know, crumpled them up and, and did all that and packed it using those and some cardboard that we had from like, you know, boxes of chips or whatnot. So I shipped that and it ends up being after I run it through pirate ship, it's like 16 bucks. So all in all, I'm like $22 in, um, sorry, 21, 22 bucks in and UPS was saying it was like 48. I'm like, okay. So there's definitely a cheaper option out there. Um, do not be afraid to uh, kind of explore and look around, but odds are UPS or USPS or whatever is not the cheapest option. I do think I do think UPS is the cheapest in terms of the big box shippers, U, UPS, USPS, and FedEx. But um, Ship Nerd and Pirate Ship are relatively newer programs. But I think everybody knew Reverb had good discounts, but the reason they have good discounts is just like eBay, they have these massive accounts. And so the shippers know that they're going to get a massive amount of business from them. So they give them good discounts. That's what you can now do with, with pirate ship and ship nerd. So I had shipped everything UPS the last four years, probably. Um, and I still use UPS as my shipper, but I don't generate the label myself anymore. Now I just go through pirate ship because it literally is so much cheaper. You're getting the max discount that UPS will ever offer. And it's so much cheaper. And also, please don't use, for all of you people who may ship drums at some point in your life, unless it's something really small like a lug or something like that, don't use the post office. They're going to probably lose it. Anything that's over a very small box is going to be expensive to ship. Just, I know we talk about shipping a lot, but shipping is pretty important in, <laughs> in our world. Um, it's hard to do right. Um, please don't use the post office unless it's like a lug or a badge or something small. If you're using a snare drum, you're either going to lose it, damage it, or it's going to cost you $100. Or it may never show up. So, anyways. Well, and, like, I was just, I just kind of went to USP, to UPS just to see what it would be because I haven't been there in so long. I was just like, okay. Like, they charge you 3 bucks to print the label. Like, that's... Yeah, doors upcharge the fire yeah. out of you. And it's just, you got you to, gotta you got to, like, watch out for that. But anyway, so I had cash, and stuff comes in waves, right? And it's been so dry around here. And uh, 20 miles down the road is this place called Mayfield, Kentucky. If you've ever heard of it, it's because a couple months ago, the National Guard, they had to come and help, and the president was there and all that stuff because those massive tornadoes just came through and just ripped everything out. It just destroyed the part of the country, or this part of the country. But a church in there, and a little apostolic church, they probably hold 50 people. Um, they had like a seven-piece PDP concept maple kit, and they were selling off the eight-inch eight tom and the 16-inch floor tom. And... Um, like a little, a little like Zildjian Amir or whatever they are, just like the really low line of uh, splashes, and it was an eight inch. And he had it for 125 bucks, and I was like, okay, deal. Like I'll be there in like 30 minutes, you know. And it was a church, so I mean, I I'm not gonna haggle with a church. I mean, it's just a great deal for for what those pieces are, especially how much they are new and they're basically mint. But like I'm saying, stuff comes in waves, and it's so weird because I just sold both of those off in the PDP Facebook group, which is an offshoot of the DW one. And it took it literally took an hour after a post, and I just went to the went to UPS, bought a seven dollar box, and just shipped it off. Both of them combined, I just nested them, and uh, just used more of that newspaper and cardboard I had sitting around. But so yeah, use your resources and just kind of be on the lookout for like better ways to save money and just good deals. How much did you make? How much did I? Oh, I just sold them both for three hundred dollars plus shipping. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good price for you. Well, yeah, and it was in. I sold them in an hour, <laughs> like you know, 
so I can't really complain that much. And I still have the splash symbol I'll probably put on my page for like 20 bucks or something plus shipping. Um, and that goes, we were talking about either last episode or a couple episodes ago. We're both, we'd both rather go ahead and roll that money in rather than wait six months for another 50 bucks. <laughs> like at my stage, go in my stage, it's not worth it. Like I'm in a dorm room. Like I don't have a ton of time. I'm, you know, going between classes or whatever. So just try to make the best out of it. Um, Real, real quick before we move on to the next episode, our next part of it, um, I did want to mention just for packing material, this is something I, we didn't really discuss too much, but for packing material, um, I think we all get a lot of Amazon boxes, or at least most people, maybe not everybody, but Amazon boxes. If, you, if you're planning on shipping stuff, um, when you get your Amazon boxes or if you order from Dollar Shave Club or whatever you're getting boxes from, just either if, if they're too big for you to be able to just store, you don't have a lot of space, um, just cut them up into vertical pieces and put them in like one box that's, you know, 14 by 14 box or 16 by 16 box. Um, and then when you go to do drums, you'll have, when you go to ship drums, you'll have a bunch of spare cardboard sitting around. Um, and if nothing else, you can, I guess you can recycle it too, if you don't end up using it. But more times than not, you'll have a good amount of the packing paper, some bubble wrap, things like that. I mean, I bought a snare off the page. <laughs> I bought a snare off a guy on the page, and he shipped it to me, and it was great. I'm keeping the box because it's already cut perfectly to ship a snare, and it had a bunch of bubble wrap and stuff in it because he packed it well. I'm just going to repurpose all those shipping supplies for the next snare I ship. It's going to save me money because packing is kind of one of those expenses that It'll sneak up on you because bubble wrap can be $25, $30 a roll. Um, so if you have the space, keep that stuff around. And if you don't, ask friends or family or whatever if they've got spare boxes because uh, more times than not, they will. And you can get free boxes from the post office. And even though I probably shouldn't do this, so um, don't hate me, but I'll have I'll go online. If you, if you create an account on USPS.com, they have a bunch of boxes that you can just get for free shipped to your house. And I do use those for shipping stuff, especially on like Poshmark or something, but uh, you can get some really big ones for free and they're meant for baseball bats or something like that. And they're free and I'll get oh, the golf, the golf club one, the golf club ones. And I'll get packages yeah. of those and they're perfect to wrap around a bass drum and they're free, literally free packing supplies. If you have the space to store them. So that's all I'll say about that. But, I just wanted to mention that because, you know, if you go to, if you just go to Walmart or whatever, I mean, you might be paying six bucks a box and then you're like, oh man, it's super expensive to ship for the packaging materials. And, you know, just save your Amazon boxes and, um, you know, if nothing else, just cut them up so it doesn't take up too much space. So, and get free stuff from the post office. Well, and I didn't realize if you're at UPS, you can use those, like those priority mail, first class, whatever boxes from USPS. I walked in there the UPS yesterday and someone dropped off a ton of them and I was like, is that even allowed? Like those are USPS boxes. And they're like, well, it's cardboard and it has a label. Like do whatever you want. And I was like, well, you know, that'll probably save some money. I mean, we're paying it in taxes, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so anyway, this week, the topic is endorsements. Um, it's something Grayson and I have kind of wanted to address because I feel like there's a lot of drummers or like if you're up and coming or even if you've been in it for a long time, you're like, oh, you know, I've got to get that endorsement. You know, I've got to grow, got to get that endorsement. 
Grayson, is that true? Do you have to get that endorsement to be a quote-unquote good player? Absolutely not. And as a matter of fact, 95% of the of good players in the world will never have endorsements, and that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, and we'll we'll get into this in a in a minute, but endorsements don't make you. Um, they don't necessarily make you a great drummer. We'll 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 get into that here in a minute. Um, but at the end of the day, endorsements have to benefit the company too. And if you think about it, if you're just an average church drummer or Joe Schmo and you're not playing tours, there's very little you're going to do that's going to benefit the company. Now, if you're if you're making videos that get hundreds of thousands of hits, obviously that's a different story. But if you're just a Joe Blow like me. I'm not worthy of an endorsement because I don't offer enough to bring them exposure. Nobody is going to buy their products based off of what I do. I don't have a large enough following um, personally. Now on drums for sale, maybe someday we'll be big enough where that's a little bit different, but personally, I don't really offer much to the, to the, uh, to the businesses. So we'll get into that in a minute, but no, you don't have to have an endorsement to be a good drummer. That's a great answer because a lot of people, like, I, I mean, I'll see on Facebook groups and stuff, it's like, hey, you know, what? how can I get endorsed with Gretsch? And the truth of the matter is you're probably not bringing them business, um, just being a Joe Schmo, like you're saying. So what is an endorsement? I mean, like, is it free T-shirts? Is it free drum sets? Is it free symbols? What's an endorsement, Grayson? So those, those are, I'm so glad we're, man, I'm so amped that we're talking about this because it's such, it's such a, it's such a topic that very few people discuss and it it really should be discussed more there are some people who put youtube videos out about it but um but i'm glad we're addressing it so an endorsement um is essentially a mutual business decision between you and a company in this scenario a company that has drums or cymbals or sticks and it says that they support you and you support them. That's what endorse means. You you endorse them and they endorse you. That means that it should be a mutually beneficial um, business thing. So that means that when you post videos and things like that, um, when you're playing on tour, if you're ever big enough to be playing on tours, you're supporting their product by playing, let's say it's Zildjian. You're playing Zildjian symbols only. Zildjian's all you play. When people watch your videos, they say, man, this guy's a killer player or this girl is a killer player, they're playing Zildjian. I want to play Zildjian because I want to sound just like them. And conversely, the business is supporting you with gear um, or discounts on gear or sharing your videos and get, and growing your um, page just like you're doing the same for them. That is what an endorsement is. It's a mutually beneficial business decision or contract. And the odds... And the odds are, like, a lot of us are never going to get to that point. I mean, neither Grayson or I are endorsed, and we probably won't be unless something, you know, <laughs> unless something crazy goes with our with our band here. No, I'm just kidding. But the guy I bought the uh, Craviato from, that, that snare drum over the weekend, he said he was in a cover band, and he was trying to sell some Apex Saturns, and they're, like, basically new. And I was like, well, I mean, how much? And he, we were talking. Um but he said that he, the summer of 2019, had a Mapex rep talk to him. And they're just a cover band, but they play at, like, state fairs, state festivals. Like, you're playing in front of thousands of people, right? That's that's just what it comes down to. But just in the Midwest. Um, 
But he said that the Mapex guy was like, you know, we would love to see you, you know, play these drums. Um, you know, we can we can work something out, sign some contracts. He's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, what he told me is he's like, I want you to know these aren't free drums. Like they're just they're discounted, yeah, but they're not even like at cost. Like they just knock off a decent amount of money because he's getting some Mapex Saturns, right? He got a ton of free T-shirts, a ton of stickers, a ton of like just the little. The fun accessories, he got those. But when it came to the kits and stuff, I don't even think he got a... I don't think they gave him any hardware or anything. Um, it was just strictly like the Mapex Saturns that he got a disc, just a decent discount, like 30%, 40%. But, um, and then, you know, COVID happened, 2020, and they nobody was touring, and the they, Mapex just dropped it. So, I mean, it's... Even if you are to that point, there's only so much you can do to, like, keep your endorsement or... Well, I mean, COVID was COVID's different. Like that, that I don't, I don't know if that should really count. But you have to maintain it, and you have to like actually prove that you're helping them sell stuff. So there are also like also on the topic of endorsements, there's tiers. Okay, there can be free sticks, there can be free heads if you're with that. Um, but from what I've heard, I don't know how true this is, but from what I've heard, a lot of it is like free T-shirts and stuff starting off. And then you work your way up to discounts, and then you work your way up to the free kits. Odds are, anybody listening to this podcast, or most people, excuse me, most people listening to this podcast are probably never going to get the full-on free drum sets and free cymbals because we're not Steve Gadd, because we're not Steve Jordan, because we're not, you know, the panel of Steve's, we're not Steve Smith. So, I mean, what do you, I mean, Grayson, what do you think about the tiers of endorsement? So, you know, and that, that's all good the and so i'm very i'm very familiar with endorsements um as i'll discuss here in a minute i quote unquote was endorsed for one period of my life it was kind of a joke but um what endorsements are is yes like you said it's not just free gear most times it's not free gear most times it has nothing to do with anything being free there are some endorsements that don't even give you discounts on the gear. It's just as you're, if you're a session drummer or if you're a guy who wants to play tours, but you know, most touring drummers aren't with the same act forever because the same act is not touring 365 days a year, every year. So look at Tony Royster. He'll play with Jay-Z and then he'll play with Katy Perry. And then he'll go on the tour on tour with somebody else like J. Cole. Tony Royster may be Jay-Z's main drummer, but Jay-Z's not always touring. So people switch up, right? So what it could mean, some endorsements start with no discount. You're just allowed to be on their artist roster. And what that means is when someone goes to Zildjian and they say, let me pull, or let me, they go to Zildjian's website and they pull up the endorsed artist, your name is now there. Even though you're not getting a discount on gear, it could be a feather in your cap in terms of getting a gig. I'm an endorsed drummer with Zildjian. The people you're applying for a spot with don't need to know whether you're getting gear for free or not. So, but that ties into the point, and I'll still discuss more about tiers, but that gets into the point of how do you get an endorsement. Most companies, if you go on any, any sizable company website, there's going to be a thing that says apply to be an endorser. Um, or to be a partner or however they want to word it there I've looked into most of these and so let's say with uh, 
with Zildjian specifically, just as I've been using them, so it's fine to keep using them. With Zildjian specifically, you have to have been um, on on at least, I think it's five tours that are substantial tours. You have to have been on uh, a certain amount of recording credits. Um, so I believe maybe uh, 20 songs or 50 songs. Um, you have to have a substantial social media following and um, you know, there are different minimum requirements. Now that's shifted a little bit over the last few years due to social media and how many people are getting views online. But it used to be like one of the ways you could get in is if you were Grammy nominated or if you were on an album for a Grammy, Grammy nominated artist. Um, but there are minimum requirements. So it's not like you can't just send an email and say, I want to be endorsed. Um, you you there's a process and then usually you'll have to get on calls and people will audit your social medias and they'll they'll look at your reach and they'll ask you to send them data and they'll ask when the next what the next tour you're planning to be on is because they want to see how much exposure their brand is going to get so that's you know part of the point of how do you get an endorsement so back to tiers so like you said luke it is a very tiered system the very first tier for some companies uh specifically the larger ones is not even free gear. It's literally just having your name on their roster. Um, but what that means is you're not allowed to play any other gear. If you're on Zildjian's roster, you're not allowed to play a symbol that is not Zildjian because that's not supporting the brand. So if you're going to be an endorsed artist, you have to be using that company's gear exclusively. Now, if you go to record and the studio only has this symbol or something, they do make exceptions, but um, or if you're touring in, um, you know, Bangladesh, and they don't have uh, Zildjian, the backline is Sabian, they'll make exceptions because they understand not everything's perfect. Um, but so usually the first tier of an endorsement is going to probably is going to be about 30% off of list price. So there are times where where you're getting endorsement prices that are more expensive than what you can get at some stores or on sale or on reverb. So it's 30% off of list price. Um, and then they go up to 50% off of list price. Some are 70%, which is cost, because usually their cost is 30% of what they're going to sell it for. And then if you're in the top 5% of endorsers, Tony Royster, uh, Eric Moore, um, Steve Gadd, Todd Sukerman, those guys are getting free gear, legitimately free gear. Um, but that's such a rare occurrence. So I say all that to say when I, when I was younger, I, I really wanted, I thought being an endorsed drummer really meant that you had arrived. You were now something if you were endorsed. So I started searching. I had a little YouTube page with, you know, maybe 10,000 views on some covers that I'd put up and um, it was all church music and there were there's not a lot of views on church music drum covers and but I thought you know I thought I was doing something so I applied for this little company called Soul Tone and um, I'm not knocking Soul Tone they do actually make some pretty decent symbols um, uh, some of some of their symbols are really good but if you look at Soul Tone's artist roster it's hundreds and hundreds of drummers they have pretty much no restriction as to what you can do to be endorsed you if, if you have a living breathing body you can be an endorsed drummer for Soltone. so what they say is you get 50 percent off of list price or at least that's what it was 10 years ago when i was an endorser yes i'm i'm pretty sure i'm still on their website even though i haven't played Soltone in eight years um 
but you get 50% off of list price. Now keep in mind, the prices that you're paying in store aren't list price. If you go to buy an HSA, HHX legacy ride that's $500, list was probably 700. So you're not paying list anyways. Most, most retailers are 20 to 30% under list. So when you go to be an endorser and they say they're gonna give you 50% off of list, um, you're still paying good money. So one of the stipulations with Soul Tone was you had to be playing exclusively Soul Tone symbols. So for me to get 14 hats, uh, I think I got a 15 and 17 inch crash, a 22 inch ride and a splash, it was $900. So, and that was 50% off of list price. So if you think back 10, 11 years ago, I mean, we're talking 2011, coming out of the recession, I paid $900. I could have gotten most pro-level symbol pack for that much, for the same amount of symbol. Maybe I got a free splash. But if you take all that into account, I became a quote-unquote soul tone endorsed drummer. I had my name on their website, and I thought I was something. <clears throat> I, broke, I broke a symbol about three months in. No warranty, no customer, no customer support. You're an artist, you're getting a discount, so we offer no support. Um, and if you think about it, business-wise, now I'm, I'm a business guy, so maybe some people don't want me to go so deep into the business aspect, but it, it just is what it is. <clears throat> Most of Soul Tone sales don't come from retail outlets like Guitar Center. They come from endorsers. They're, because they're willing to endorse almost anybody, that is where the most of their sales come from. Most of the people you'll ha you'll never hear of. They may have ten drummers that are uh, pretty substantially known. Um, I know they had Mariah Carey's drummer for a while, but you'll never hear ninety nine percent of the people on there because they're just using them for sales. If hey, we're gonna sign a piece of paper, send it to you, and say we now have a contract. You're an endorser. Um, you have to buy gear from us. Well, people buy gear from them, and they just made a bunch of money. Because um, their cost is probably 20%. So they're still making good money. Um, there's other companies that do this. I'm not down talking any of these other companies, but companies like Scorpion Percussion that do sticks. Um, there's, I mean, there's no shortage of names. There's other companies that do the same type of deal. But you have to keep in mind, like, if you really want to be endorsed, somebody will endorse you. But Keep in mind, being endorsed does not necessarily mean you're getting a ton of money or a ton of discounts or really you're doing anything great for yourself. Like if you really just want to be endorsed, somebody will endorse you, but you still might be paying $12 for a pair of sticks because the list price was 20 and you're getting 40% off. So keep that in mind. Um, Luke, I'll go back to you for, for some more insight. Yeah, so I went ahead and went to Soul Tone's website while we were talking, just checking some of this stuff out. It looks like they have Snoop Dogg's drummer on here, uh, the drummer for Guns N' Roses. And then I scroll down to the G's. Okay, so you know when you're on a really big, like really big website and the scroll bar goes from really big and it just keeps like shrinking and shrinking and shrinking because of how much you have to scroll? Well, it kind of did that on this page. And this is one of the laggiest pages I've ever been on. And I have a nice computer. Let's Let's not not put it around i have to do like cad modeling this is a nice computer but it was lagging because of how many names are on here and little old grayson newland is yeah, on here and your www.graysonnewland.weebly.com is on there too so 
This is a quote from you. As a young musician, I'm always striving to be better Luke, and be a part of the Soul Tone. And being a part of the Soul Tone family. I'm just kidding with you. I thought it was funny, though. Yeah, this website, though, you've got a shirt. And looks like you're in that PDP. That PDP blue kit that you still have uh, at your church, yep, I think. Sure do. Um, yeah, no, you look so, you look so young, dude. I was oh, my 19. gosh. I was in college when I did oh my that. Goodness. And I really thought... I really thought I had arrived. I'm an endorsed drummer. Yeah. Like, and this was before everybody yeah. really knew how all this was working. Like, and then a couple years mm -hmm. after that, everybody realized what was happening, and we all kind of felt stupid. But, you know, no, there are there's thousands of names on here. Like, I'm not and kidding. The sad thing is, they actually do make some good symbols. Like, some of their is no, really they do. Good. I wish they would stop the gimmicky. Um, and this, I'm not trying to dog Soul Tone because I, like I said, I do like their symbols. I wish they would stop the gimmicky marketing aspect of just letting everybody be an endorser. I wish they would stop doing that because it's, it really, it really devalues their own brand. They do make some good symbols. It, they're devaluing themselves by doing that. Yeah, I had a guitar center in uh, in Evansville, the only guitar center. Excuse me. At that guitar center, though, um, somebody came in with a ton of. Um, uh, soul tone symbols and like a zildjian earth ride and stuff like that but he was he was selling them because they're used gear and soul tone really doesn't have a have a great um resale value on a ton of stuff but they had this like dual dries trash crash thing it was sounded great and then um me and me and the guy there teeland we put it into a um we, we made it into a stack and i was like dude this sounds really sick and i it just i was kind of surprised because with soul tone like you know, one time I walked to Guitar Center, and this guy's like, man, this Zildjian K looks so cool. I was like, well, why not buy it? He's like, dude, I can't. Locked up. I'm, you know, I'm a soul tone. I just can't. I was like, oh, okay. So, I, yeah, I think our goal here is we're trying to relay the information that certain endorsements are more, I guess, valid um, and others are just a business strategy and it, and like Grayson was saying, it is kind of harmful to their business just because of like, I mean, they make quality stuff. We've been talking about it. So, but you mentioned Todd Sukerman. That's a little bit different. I found out kind of the hard way from Todd. Actually, I don't know Todd. We're not, we're not buddies, but, um, someone commented one time, they're like, Hey, in all of Todd's Instagram videos in the background, he has like a million sonar kits what's with that and i was like oh this this is what i'd heard so by the way guys don't make assumptions find out the hard way but i heard that he wanted to be with sonar or with like sonar sonar whatever you say he wanted to be with them but they were like too busy or too it's like caught up and they like didn't really want a relationship with him and you know that was said on a public post and then Todd actually corrected me. He's like, actually, you're kind of right, kind of wrong. We had an endorsement working out, but their customer service was just horrible. Like it was the worst that he'd ever had. A, this, like he literally texted me this, I had the screenshot. Um, he said the, or I, it was on a Facebook post, but he said that the customer service was just terrible and it just, it shouldn't have been that awful. And he said that the reason he switched to Pearl is because they had reps that would respond you know, that day instead of waiting three weeks or they had reps that would actually get the good gear to a set because he'd played on a couple like late night shows and stuff like that. And he had reps that, you know, actually cared about his well-being and not just 
kind of pushed him off as, oh, you're just another guy. So Todd moved to Pearl because the people were A, in America, B, cared for him, and C, they just like, they delivered. Like they, they did their end of the deal. So Todd tech or Todd posted that under one of my comments. He's like, you know, you're kind of right, kind of wrong. Um, but it, it turns out that endorsements are more about artist relationships with a reliable company rather than free gear as of like Todd Zuckerman literally told right. me that. So, and an- another, point, I just, I want uh, another point to that is that, you know, and this is the humdrum drummer podcast. So we're talking for the normal guys, but you know, let's, if we take a glimpse into what these pros are dealing with, let's keep in mind these pros like Todd, who plays for six, they, you know, Eric Moore, who's, you know, who plays with massive bands around the world. And these, these drummers are playing international tours. And so a lot of the endorsement is about them being able to support them internationally. Like DW, believe it or not, actually has a really good network internationally. So Eric Moore, um, Tony Royster, uh, Thomas Pridgen, all the, uh, actually now Matt Garska, who just switched from Tama to DW. All these guys, yeah, he just part switched. of the reason they're, they're with the companies they're with is because if they go to India, they know they're going to be able to get good support from DW. They can't always ship their own personal kits internationally. It's not always feasible or cost-effective. Sometimes they have to play backline. DW has backline everywhere. Or if they don't, their reps around the world, they have international reps that will get them sets um, brought to them or they'll rent them kits from local stores or whatever they're really good at supporting their artists um same with the symbol companies so keep in mind that's why these the big time people and honestly even if they did have to pay for gear it would just come out of the band's budget anyways so they're not paying for it personally all the time a lot of it is like like you just said todd knows that when he's playing with sticks in asia in asia he's going to be able to get a Pearl kit easily and they're going to support him. And his artist relations guy, if he calls him and says, Hey, I broke, I just broke a, a crash. I need a set an 18 inch hand hammered like tomorrow. And I'm in Indonesia. He's going to get one. So, you know, this is the humdrum drummer podcast. So this is for the normal guys, but business wise, if we, if we zoom out and we look at why big name artists are endorsed and they support the companies, it's also because they get support. They're incredible drummers and they do help them sell gear and stuff. But part of it is because like, you know, if you put two maple drum sets next to each other, if one's Pearl, one's Tama and one's DW, they're all gonna sound pretty similar. Um, So why endorse one over the other? It comes down to sometimes the little things like Todd said, it's the relationships with the reps. It's how easy it is for them to get gear internationally if they need it or how much support they get if they want to play clinics. Like, well, I mean, I went to a Dave Weckl clinic um, a few years ago and Yamaha was supporting him by every single uh, clinic he went to. They were giving away a Yamaha Oak Custom set. He He was only doing 10 clinics, but at every single one of those clinics, Yamaha had told Weckl they would give away a kit. So he was selling tickets super easily. So there are multiple ways that these businesses support the artists and that the artists support the businesses too. It's, it goes two ways. So if you look at yourself and you say, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not really going to be able to sell any drums for DW, DW is probably not going to endorse you because you're really not bringing enough to the table for them. You're not playing in front of arenas of tens of thousands of people where every single person that looks at that drum set 
and loves the sound knows that it's a DW. Those guys are the ones selling the kits, not us. See, and that's why I wanted to talk about endorsements because I, there's so much misinformation and there's so much just wrong opinions or wrong takes on them. And I don't want to, I don't want to sound snarky or anything, like that, or anything like that, but between just like a lot of us aren't going to get TikTok famous, which is like how to do it now. A lot of us probably aren't going to really be playing in front of, you know, 40,000 people ever. It's a dream. Yeah. But I mean, if we're not going to sell the gear, then we're probably not going to be able to do it. Um, but like you're saying, this is for the average, it's for the average drummer where I'm drum. We just, we just kind of wanted to correct some things out there because of how much misinformation there is. Now, when it comes to the big guys though, I mean, there's <laughs> some people just straight up exceed endorsements like Stuart Copeland. Okay. He plays with Tama. Everybody knows that, but everybody else knows his famous Pearl, the, the chrome over brass snare drum with the die cast too. Everybody knows that. He's been playing that for probably like 40 years now, right? Um, and he's had two signature snare drums come out, and he's used them for one tour and <laughs> put them on the side and just continued to use the, the pearl. So, I mean, there's some people that are just, like, it's just you're bigger than that. But if you are ever getting an endorsement or ever on that level, odds are we're probably going to have to use our own gear because we're not, like, the, we're not Stuart Copeland, who is, like, the size of, Tama, Hoshino, US, or whatever. Like, it's just probably not happening. Or Steve Jordan. I mean, Steve Jordan, he plays, or he has a signature snare, but he's known to have like 20 plus snares a gig. Like, every song, he has a different snare, different tuning. Um, he loves Craviato. He loves Rogers. I mean, he, heck, he played a Ludwig for a while. He played Rogers somewhat recently. And uh, a Gretsch with the Charlie Watts. Um, with the Rolling Stones, he played that, but that's because he was, you know, in for them. Heck, he even used Elvin Jones's old Zildjian K symbols at one point on a YouTube video I watched, and it was just kind of like, what? But these people are just, these are just different. And then there's some big guys like Steve Gadd. He's been with Yamaha and Zildjian and, and uh, Vic Firth. Heck, he invented a signature drum set or drumstick. Excuse me, he invented a signature drumstick. His was the first ever out there. But he's been with these companies for so long, and he's just been very loyal to them but he's helped sell i mean i know a ton of people just in these yamaha groups but i fancy yamaha like I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan but um i know a ton of people that buy them that buy recording customs just for that steve gad sound just for that like steve gad look even i know some people who recently bought new drum sets and they don't have like they have suspended floor toms because of steve gad like they have a 14 and 16 inch suspended you know we could we could say those are going out but He's selling those is really what it comes down to. It's Steve Gadd. So, I mean, if you're not bringing the company business, you're probably not going to get an endorsement, which is it's kind of sad to look at. But because, I mean, who wouldn't love to have a, a head endorsement or a stick endorsement on even like those little things? Because the cost of those add up. We all know that. But, I mean, I would love free drums. But the truth is, it's just not really what it comes yeah. down to. That, um, that just a little clarification. When you said exceed endorsements what what luke means is these these players can kind of do what they want like the company like if you look at dave elich dave is a drum aficionado he has a million different snare drums um and uh, multiple different drum sets what what luke means by exceed is dw is not going to can dave elich's contract just because he likes other drums Todd Sukerman the same way. I was literally watching some of his videos earlier today, 
and he was playing like a Red Rocks Australia snare drum. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, it's not so rigid as to say that like if you, Thomas Pridgen, he'll play thump drums or something like that sometimes too. He's still with DW though. And same with Eric Moore. Uh, I mean, he's generally just DW and PDP. Um, so actually, now let me recant his name. But the uh, the other guys, like what what he's saying is like just because they're they still have an appreciation for other drums and other build qualities, and Elitch still wants to play a, a Ludwig's or a Ludwig nineteen uh, twenties steel shell sometimes, or or an eighties Tama Bell brass or whatever, like these companies also understand what these guys like they're they're not going to can them like Stuart copeland they're not going to can copeland's entire deal with them over him wanting to play a specific snare it they do have flexibility and and stuff like that it, that's all between them and the company um and when when they get to that kind of level where entire generations are buying drums because they want the sound of steve jordan or steve gad or Stuart copeland um the companies understand that if you think about Lars Ulrich, Lars is worth more than the entire Tama company by himself. So Lars can kind of do what he wants, even though he doesn't play other things besides Tama, he kind of could, if he wanted to, I mean, it's not going to be in Tama's benefit to can his relationship with them. It wouldn't make any sense. So keep that in mind. We're normal drummers, so we're not at that kind of level, but when it gets to that level where these guys are half a million followers and or millions of followers and whatever, they kind of have a little bit more freedom. Yeah, I mean, if, if Yamaha wanted to can Steve Jordan because he played a Rogers kit at one of his gigs in 2018, I mean, how many companies would be there to scoop him up? Like, it's just, it's stuff that we're never going to experience, honestly. Or, I mean, we might, but I don't, odds are it's probably pretty low. Um but Grayson, since you were with Soul Tone, um, do endorsements help you get gigs? <laughs> well, I guess going back to what I said earlier, if you're a studio recording drummer or you're a touring drummer uh, routinely looking for work, uh, they could. Um, they could, but I would say pretty rarely. I don't think uh, Zildjian is going to go out lobbying on your behalf um, to – when I when you say do endorsements get you gigs, having the endorsement on your resume may help get you a gig, um, but Zildjian's not going to go out lobbying on your behalf and say, "Are there any artists out there who need a drummer?" They're not going to do that. I mean, but having the little Zildjian sticker on your resume could be helpful if you're applying for a Katy Perry gig or a Justin Bieber gig or something like that. But generally, no. Generally, no, they don't. Nobody's going to hire you. Nobody's no band is or no nobody's going to be like oh we got to hire this guy he's got an endorsement with scorpion percussion like that doesn't re <laughs> doesn't really do anything yeah i mean you're entirely right oh you kind of have to have gigs in the first place to even get those endorsements or now there's the new age of social media uh i looked into it just for fun um about pearl endorsements and the, when you go on there um it asks you to send in an electronic press kit which is kind of a it's it's like a video type how do i explain this it's a it's a resume but electronically that has photos audio video links um and they ask you your discography so like they're like okay are you already on stuff like what is this and then they ask you how long they've been playing pearl drums so a lot of the times these companies will want loyalty anyway like beforehand 
before they even that's, start gifting these things that's off. That's true. That's another aspect. That's another aspect. These companies want not just good players, but people who already love their gear. If you've already been playing DW for 10 years, you're a, you're a lot more likely to get an endorsement with DW than if you're just willing to play for whoever will give you an endorsement. And that's exactly it. Like, I don't have a discography. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, the odds are just so slim at that point, at this point. Um, so, so I guess kind of final comments on the um, endorsement side. I think it really, like we were saying, it's more about artist relationships with a reliable company rather than free gear, as Todd Zuckerman literally said to me <laughs> well it's online but that's what he said um i mean the odds are we're probably not going to get any sort of crazy endorsements that give us free gear i mean the most um, a, a more common one that i've seen throughout the drum community and facebook and all that stuff between somewhat semi-pro people is a lot of them will get um free heads or they'll get stuff with remo or discounted heads we'll get stuff with remo or evans so like a diodario endorsement which brings Promark and whatnot. So if you're going to shoot for one, I guess that's the one to shoot for. Grayson, what are your final comments? No, that's that's another part of it too, is uh, a lot of these companies are linked. Like uh, uh, Zildjian and Big Firth are the same company, um, or at least Big Firth was acquired by Zildjian. Um, like you're talking about Diodario, Promark, and Evans are the same company. Um, I believe Sonar and Minel are linked as well. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes with these bigger companies too. So like, that's why you'll see a lot of people that who uh, play Zildjian that also play Vic Firth. Or if they get endorsed by one, they may switch over and play the other too. Because there's a lot of relationships going on there behind the scenes. Yeah. But yeah, that's... That's my final comments on that. Yeah, I saw a um, back to that sonar and uh, vinyl type thing. I saw a, a uh, post on a Facebook group, and somebody was like, "Yeah, if you ever wonder why there's so much vinyl and sonar in Germany, a it's made here, and b they actually have like in that area of Europe. A lot of times they'll do deals together. Like, hey, you know, get these get these drums, and we'll like discount pretty heavily. Um, you know, add on symbols and stuff like that. So." They'll go in on it, but that's just because they're in, like, the same country. So, I mean, I could kind of see that. But that has nothing to do with endorsements. So, let's let's talk about Mailbag. I had somebody text me, and he asked me, he's like, is traditional grip dead? I don't really know if it's dead or not, because occasionally we'll have some people who are, you know, pretty big on TikTok or Instagram. or uh, I mean, look at, like, that Grayson Necrutman guy. I think that's how you say it. He has, I mean, he plays traditional grip. He plays all that big band stuff, but he's kind of the first one to do it in a while. But um, I don't think traditional tr traditional grip is dead. I mean, I'll occasionally play it at gigs and stuff just whenever I, you know, want to do it for fun. Um, I can actually, I think I'm actually better with my left hand if I do traditional grip. Um, but I think it's a lot of fun if you're playing some jazz, um, pull out some, like, big band stuff, like Giant Steps, and just put that album on and just play I personally love it. Um, I don't. It's not my main way to play. Like I play match grip, but I, I don't think traditional grip is dead. Grayson, do you have anything on that? Uh, yeah, I, I think I don't think it's dead either. I think it's just that the traditional grip is more for a certain genre of music, like jazz, and obviously it can be used for other things. I mean, Todd Superman uh, plays traditional grip sometimes, um, 
I think it all serves its purpose in music wherever you want it to be. I, I think that it's just 80% of people, 80% of music today doesn't, it's not as feasible. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's just 80% of music today, when we learn how to play, we, do, we learn how to play with match grip because there's not necessarily a large benefit to playing traditional. So now you'll see people who play jazz or people who grew up playing um, in school, like marching drums or something like that, and their go-to will be traditional grip. Um, to each their own. I don't, I don't personally play traditional grip. I've never liked it. Um, but if I played different, you know, if I played jazz, maybe I would think differently. So I, I don't think it's, it's not dead by any intents or purposes. It's just, I think it's just a lot less publicized because less people play that style of music. That's my opinion. Well, I mean, we have a friend who lives in California and he's in a fusion band, but I mean, they're like fusion and they do like nineties covers and stuff. But, um, I mean, he's always played traditional grip, but I think he grew up like that. I, uh, I played drums and stuff in middle school and for a middle school band. But I mostly just played like, you know, timpani or snare drum or bass drum or cowbell or whatever they had you do at the time. Um, but I never even knew what traditional grip really was except for what the, you know, Buddy Rich did. So, I mean, there's, I don't think it's just, I don't think it's as common, but they don't really teach as much. But I have some friends who, who really play a ton of traditional grip. So that's just what they do. Um, I mean, on top of that, though, I mean, I, Tommy Igo does. Or, yeah, Tommy Igo does, and uh, you know, Todd Superman, like you said. But I don't think it's dead. I think you're right, Grayson, on that one. Um, so this one, this question is a lot more for you, Grayson. Someone asked, how do you, how do you formulate or make your own gospel sound, worship sound, how do you like make your own sound distinct from others? Because I know literally nothing about that. Huh. That's a uh, that's an interesting question. Um, not prepared for that one. How how do you make your own sound? Um, I think it it probably depends like where you're playing. Like so, my church we play um, we play CCM like contemporary Christian music, but we also play what's considered quote unquote black gospel. Um, we have a very solid mix. We have a very diverse congregation. Um, and so we don't really play one genre of music. So I, I guess kind of how I make my own sound is I kind of pick what what I want to do. Like, so with gospel, generally the snares are really high and cranking. And with CCM, generally they're really low and fat. And there's very little um, rebound. And I kind of play in the middle with my snares and with my tuning, same deal. I don't play, I don't tune super low and I don't tune super high. Um, and with cymbal selection, I do the same thing. I just kind of pick right in the middle. Um, and in terms of playing, it all comes down to taste, like how, you know, how, how well you serve the music um, for the avenue you're in. Like for our church, we're a little bit larger. <clears throat> so we've got, we play with tracks and we play with, uh, we have seven or eight musicians in our band and, you know whatever so i don't overplay i don't play out of turn i don't um i don't have to play when there's a guitar solo or something like that you know just know your space serve the music well and then like when i do play it we have multiple campuses so when i play at one of the smaller campuses where it may just be me and a keys player you know we may not be using the track you know i'll fill up the music more um because there's less things fighting for the same sound there's less musicians fighting or less uh, instruments fighting for the same space. So um, it can sound empty if you don't fill it up at all. So 
I guess knowing where you're playing. Um, so I kind of pick and choose from different aspects of worship music. When I pick my cymbals, my heads, uh, snare sound, things like that. And that's kind of how I make it my own. So, you know, a lot of that goes for drumming in general, like knowing where the space is or knowing when to play. Um, I mean, I've briefly, I mean, I've played some, some CCM, not the level that you have. Um, and CCM means contemporary Christian music for those of you who don't know. Um, but I, I learned a lot about spacing, especially for that, because there's a lot, there's a lot more like build up and just kind of settling out. But, um, I, I, I didn't know how to answer the gospel parts because I've literally never done it. Um, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to DM either one of our pages, Luke's Drum Loot or Drums for Sale. And um, go ahead and DM Hum Drum Drummer Podcast as well. That's um, We'll probably answer you on any of those. Or go ahead, actually we will answer you guys on any of those. Or go ahead and email us if you really have any questions um, about hum, at humdrumdrummerpodcast at gmail.com. So there's a lot of ways to get to us, a lot of ways to reach out. We are answering questions. And uh, we really appreciate the the listeners that we have. We've this has been a lot more popular than we were honestly expecting. So we seriously appreciate it. And thanks for working out with us through the like working the kinks out in terms of in terms of um, our sound, our mix, um, editing in general. We actually have a guy who's doing it now, and it, you can tell episode three just sounded way better. Um, but that's just that's just where it's at. So I mean, Grayson, do you have anything? No, I'm just the same thing. Appreciate it. I thought we'd have maybe five to ten unique listeners. I didn't think we'd have. I thought it would pretty much be all people that we knew. Um, I didn't think it would actually be. I mean, what did you say? We're at over, I mean, we're like 60-something yeah. unique listeners so far. We're only, we're less yeah. than a month in. Um, so that, it's encouraging because uh, doing a podcast every single week, I mean, you're taking an hour or more out of your life every week. Um, to discuss the same topic and you know we have job or I have a job and you've got school and I've got a wife and a home and all that um, so it's good to know that like the time is well spent and people actually care um, I love the feedback so I love when people are like hey really enjoyed this episode or, um, I, I enjoy the feedback because it it makes it feel like it's for a purpose like we're not just on the phone for an hour wasting time like we're we're making impact um, you know, Brett's Drum Shop, uh, Cameron Rep, um, Cole McCoy, some of the people who've reached out and um, had thoughts or insight or took something away. Um, Dom's Drum Deals out in Cali. Um, you know, it, it's been it's been cool for me to know that people are actually getting something out of it. It's like actually informative. Even if it just helps one or two or five people, like it's worth it. So super cool. And Luke, good pat on the back for you for being able to get it on Spotify and Apple and Anchor and whatever else. Because uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm not handling any of that stuff. That's all Luke. So, big pat on the I, back. For I you, appreciate Luke. that. Um, I mean, I've even had a had a guitar player. He was like, "Hey, this is by far the most entertaining slash informative um, podcast I've listened to." And I was like, "Dude, I appreciate that." He's like, "I don't play drums, but I've been looking in to get into it." your your episode about beginner gear that really helped me out so i was like that's awesome that's, like, awesome. that's that was the point of this it's for the average guy average drummer um but yeah. tune into next week um i don't know what we're going to be discussing but we have some good stuff <laughs> like genuinely we have some really good stuff we've got good ideas. absolutely <laughs> um thanks guys thanks everybody